never, I had never worked in a capacity where I actually got to work with a group of peers. I, I managed projects and large scale uh, project teams and that sort of stuff, but I never worked in a, I never built a house with somebody. It was always. <laughs> Hey, it's Lisa Staff. Hey there, it's Devo. And we wanted to have a little conversation today because we are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, we have businesses together, and there's a few things that we want to talk about. And today we want to talk about the advantages or disadvantages of having a business coach. And I would like to call out, this is a small deviation from what we've been doing as podcasting, mm -hmm. but this is actually going to be a new part of what we do. Mm -hmm. One week with guests, one week not guests. Mm -hmm. So, Because we have a lot of conversations, as do most business owners, around pros and cons of doing things. You only have so much time where you should be putting your energy and your efforts. And there's a lot of talk recently especially in the last year about having uh, a membership being a mastermind business coach a mentor so we want to talk a little bit about that and whether uh, specifically geared towards you mm -hmm. not just everyone else out there but we want to put you into the hot seat and talk a little bit about that mm -hmm. so about a year and a half ago two years ago you started searching for a mastermind group mm-hmm why were you doing actually that? about about two and a half years ago i actively so, started googling let's just say first of all um in the and this isn't a plug for our business in the business that we have together because we have our separate businesses and we have sprout and what do we do with sprout we engage in the consultative capacity with other small business owners to facilitate their scaling their branding launching a new brand uh, social media management content creation all things around your digital asset library, digital marketing. Uh -huh. And you have a very long history because you're very old in working with businesses, your own businesses, other businesses, um, corporate life, all of that. You've had quite a, quite a lot of extensive experience in actually the short amount of time that you've been in the workforce. Um, and you've said to me specifically that what we're doing right now with Sprout is is your is your mojo. You feel like you found the secret sauce of where you can really help people and do things. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not a plug, but that's you personally saying that this is your thing. And you have been for the last, I don't even know, I've only known you for a few years, but you're a connector. You're a person that gets out there and connects with people, hooks them up with other people that would be uh, an asset to them. You're consistently thinking of if someone's talking to you like, hey, I have, I'm having a problem with my business. I'm, I'm not sure what to do. You're always giving um, value to people. Mm -hmm. And that's what you led us, you, into doing Sprout because you were actually naturally organically doing it. So you're fabulous. And I'm not trying to blow you up here, but you're fabulous at thinking outside of the box, coming up with ideas. If we've had clients before and they're trying to start their business, an entrepreneur, you're like, okay, we're going to get your business plan, your mission statement. This is what you have to hook up legitimately with the, the state, with the town, all of those things. You are from the ground up helping people. So 
with all of those assets that you have in this mind that's always consistently thinking of ideas and strategies and this is something new and this is something cool that you could incorporate why is it that you think that you would need to be part of a mastermind because your brain literally never turns off why do you need a mastermind thank you uh, for all the things you said you wrote that for me to I say. Did. My agent got that to you. Uh-huh. Okay. That's bullshit, but that's okay. I know. I know. It is bullshit. It's an interesting question. There's probably some um, some psychology around that first part of what you said is um, how helping people. I, I sometimes I, this is not a, a vanity metric. I can't help myself. I don't know why. I, I I've always been that way. I don't I don't understand it honestly. Uh, we've had conversations about this too as we've been in business that how much is enough to give mm-hmm. someone and how much am I looking at you saying shut the fuck up and mm-hmm. stop giving them all your consulting advice and not making any money off of it. Well, I should probably see a therapist for that because it's always been an issue with me and it's probably my own psychology around, you know, getting validation or something you're honestly I truly believe psychologically speaking growing up in the the family that i grew up with 12 kids and uber competitive in my entire life i've been competitive and i've always been told i've got to win this and win that and you know i was this and i was that and all these different things and you never really stop and just retract and think about wait what if i didn't have to just compete against everybody what if i could work collaborative with somebody collaborative love me love well, it's me not a, no. yeah i mean but that is <laughs> that is what it is we live in this yeah. we live in this uber hypertensive society now where everybody feels like they have to be better than everyone else or we were it's changing and how many times have you had the same conversation with other people and myself about connecting with people and and mm-hmm. they're not your competition they're your collaborators mm-hmm. and if you can find a way to work with people you know how many people it takes to build a house mm-hmm. if you have one person it would take you forever if you add 10 people to that mm-hmm. 20 people at compound mm-hmm. effect so mm-hmm. to answer your question i first got into the mastermind piece um through some literature that i read five six years back um got turned on to a couple of books in particular napoleon hill which everyone is now reading um think and grow rich he is the actual originator of the whole idea of like the modern mastermind um, failing to give anyone credit going back thousands of years. That's how people lived was mentorships and mastermind programs, like people working collaboratively, indigenously together. So anyway, modern culture came along. And so this guy reintroduced it, which was just a retake remake of everything else that was thousands of years in the making. And he introduced this idea of mastermind. And I had never, I had never worked in a capacity where I actually got to work with a group of peers I, I managed projects and large scale uh, project teams and that sort of stuff, but I never worked in a, I never built a house with somebody. It was always like I was working for somebody and somebody was working for me. Um, even though you're on project teams, right? I never had peers where I got to collaborate with somebody on it. It's a foreign concept to me. So when I read about it in um, Think and Grow Rich, and then I read about it again in Conversations with God, Dale Donald Walsh talks about the whole space of having a mentor and how the most successful and brilliant people on the planet, success is relative, but the most brilliant people on the planet who have added significant value in any way, shape, or form will tell you to the man, woman, that their inspiration or their, their ability to make those progressions in their life were because they had a mentor in their life. And this is because you don't have any friends around you that can help you with this? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, but like, honestly, like people you don't get what you need just from your friends. My friends aren't going to be able to mentor me or, or, or coach me or mastermind. Give me that. Right. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a composite of your six closest people that you spend the most amount of time with. 
And if all of the people you spend time with are just weed smoking soccer players, you probably tend to become just a weed smoking soccer player. Right. So if you surround yourself with a diversified mixture of people who, this is the concept for, for having a mastermind, a group of people who all add some sort of value mm -hmm. to your life, whether it be mm -hmm. intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, mm -hmm. whatever it is, love and a relationship, you tend to take on those characteristics and traits of those people. So you surround yourself with more successful people than you are, you tend to have to mm -hmm. elevate your game. Mm -hmm. You surround yourself with refuse and just mm -hmm. vulgarity, you tend to become that. So, But we don't surround ourselves. We surround ourselves with like-minded people. I th I'm finding, especially in the last couple of years, that they are connectors. Mm -hmm. They're people that are adding value. They're people that are excited about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But still, th that's not the group that's going to be your mastermind group is it well they could they could and they couldn't I, I would argue that the intimacy factor has to be um slightly i think the term would be has to be de facto like it has to be outside because if you're really intimate with like you and i were physical professional partners and intimate partners so you being my mastermind while you have incredible value to offer and insights on things always having like your opinion and only your opinion about everything it becomes homogenous mm -hmm. right so gary our friend gary used the term you're unable to see your own label from inside your jar and so everything we do it's from our own content and context right and you're just you're while you're different than me you and i are so grounded that we would tend you to You can't bullshit me and tell me stories about because I'd be that's like, true. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you can reinvent yourself in a mastermind. That's right. <laughs> so I sought out a couple of different organizations. I've had some experience with two different uh, mastermind groups, um, both of them completely alternatively different. Yeah. So let's talk about that. First of all, we talked a little bit about investing in yourself. So you have to come to the decision that you're worth investing in yourself spending mm. the money because a mastermind can vary in price from mm. you know a thousand and up right mm -hmm. oh, yeah, they can get expensive to, yeah so you have to first of all decide that that's worth your business growth your personal growth to do that I th yeah i think you need to understand why you want to be in a mastermind and there's a variety of different reasons that you could go into one for me it was for personal and professional development i was looking for somebody who could add some value I've been running my own businesses for quite some time now, worked in the corporate world that you referenced, but I'm, I, I feel like it, before I had gotten into the space where I am today, two, three years ago, I feel like I had hit a stagnation point and my business, while it was still successful, we weren't pioneering anything that was changing what we were doing. We we're kind of just hitting a flat line. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to inject some new ideas, some new thought processes, some new marketing perhaps, just some new modern engineering of the company so that we could take on different areas of business. And you've basically probably scoured the internet, found what you need from the internet, and, and it still left you lacking for what you need. You need that connection with people that, you know, two or more people together mm -hmm. do create an energy. Now, you're the, the type of person that um, is very deliberate before you invest in something. You may have a few things in your Amazon cart before it's maybe a commitment issue. It's not commitment. It's guilty. It's um, you don't like spending money on yourself. I don't like spending money on myself. So back, True. yeah. And I think a lot of us are like that. You know, it's, it's valuing who we are and, and that it, you will get more of a return. So, am, am I boring you? No, not at okay. all. Okay, so there's a, a wide, wide range of masterminds, wide range. So what helped you in finding them? Like, 
a good fit. Well, let me answer your first question about not investing in yourself. So um, that's, that's an astute point and probably deserves its own conversation. Some therapy. Well, truthfully <laughs> speaking, yeah. So, you know, I don't think that um, for 39 years of my life, I don't think that I really <laughs> ever, I don't think that I ever really realized that I don't, didn't really value what I brought. I'm not, I'm not looking for a sob session here, like, oh, let's have an intervention. I'm just saying that you don't look at yourself, call it trans, call it your own self imposed transparency, whatever it is, um, imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that most of us look at ourselves and be like, wow, I'm really worth it. I'm really badass. We always like, we're always second guessing ourselves. We're always doubting ourselves. We're our own worst inner critics. We think that this, and, and we fail to realize that we actually are quite valuable. And, mm -hmm. and the more we mm -hmm. can, the more we can learn to love ourselves around that, we'll, we'll be more inclined to invest in ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, I think it's too, it's being like inside the jar or whatever. You see your own shit show mm. that no one else sees. So, you think that everybody else is living the perfect life and they have it all together and there's nothing special that you can contribute when, in fact, you do have something to contribute. Yeah. There's, there's a different way of thinking, there's a different yeah. way that you interact with people or your outcome or, or you know, your value. Well, surprisingly speaking, I, you know, I know that there's, there's probably some differences of opinion on this, but I think everybody inherently has some value they can offer to someone else, mm -hmm. even if, even if you perceive yourself to be on the bottom of the food chain. There's the, always someone lower. There's always to someone make you lower. feel better. No. <laughs> but it's true. No. Like, you know, like, like, well, I really do have it together. No. But I mean, yeah, no. it's all relative, right? So. Yeah. You know, you were talking yourself yesterday. We were at that conference about all those brilliant women. And I don't know how often you stop and think about your own brilliance because, you know, well, you may not be a Nobel laureate and you may not be um, sitting in front of a podium prescribing rheumatoid uh, inflammation treatments with kenatoids or whatever the terminology they were using yesterday. You may not know any of that stuff, but in your own right, you're a subject matter expert and guru in your own content delivery. And I think we've sometimes forget that. So mm -hmm. back at so you. So a mastermind would be basically continuing education for you. I don't think in so. A different way. Yeah, I don't think, I don't no? see this continuing education. I, I see a mastermind and my perspective of that has changed now after having gone through that mastermind program for a year, mm -hmm. mind you. But going into it, what I thought I was going to get out of it, am I boring you? Mm -hmm. What I thought I was going to get out of it going into it initially was I was going to get a group of peers that were varying levels of better than me in terms of their personal comp, not personal, but their you basically want to be the dumbest person in the room. I wanted to be the dumbest person in the room. I wanted people in that mastermind who had done a shit ton more than I had a shit ton more experience. I wanted honestly, like what I envisioned in my mind's eye laying at night is I'd be sitting in a room full with 12 different owls, just like giving me wisdom and advice. Like, no, you should do this way. No, you should do that way. And Part of me was my expectations around that were obviously whack because that's not how masterminds work. But anyhow, I know initially you didn't want to be in one where you were one of ten thousand people and it was a that's right uh, a cheer fest. Uh, yeah, that's not my style. But again, uh, here's, so it's finding a fit that, that you, works for you, and it's different. Like what you, what may work for you will not work for me. You know, my friend Alex, where I go to the gym in the morning, what inspires him and what's in, is scintillating to him is definitely not the same as mine and so if you're going to go into a mastermind 
I encourage you to do the interview as well. Like mm -hmm. they're going to interview you and ask you questions, which we'll get to that in a second. Um, there needs to be a, a specifically very customized, rigorous onboarding process in my opinion, but you should yeah. be interviewing them to understand what it is that they also bring to the table. And is, is it a good fit for what you're hoping to get out of it? So I think, I think we're similar in the way that if someone's having a party, I don't want to go to that party and talk to 50 people or more and have those light conversations. Hey, how you doing? And move on to the next one. I would rather be in a smaller group of people and have a real conversation with them. And 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. I, 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 I want to be in the kitchen talking with people that we're, we're really connecting. Mm -hmm. I hate surface conversations. Yeah. I, like I, honestly, I think a lot of my life I've gotten in trouble from this because I'm very candid and people think sometimes it just comes across as rude or too forward, but I don't have time for subtleties. I just, let's just get to the point. Like mm -hmm. literally let's mm -hmm. just get to the point. I, I I'm genuine and I'm authentic about it. And like, I don't really hide my emotions. I don't know if you knew that. So you like, I don't want to have to like, I'll like back up when I was dating. <laughs> like I hated dating. I absolutely hated dating for that reason. I hated just like, Oh, I have to have this trivial conversation. It's hard on Tinder, isn't it? I didn't use Tinder. I didn't even know what Tinder was. <laughs> anyway. Jesus lover. Jesus. And Sunset I was on that, walks. Far, on that farm website. Oh, are you asking the website or the, what I like? Yeah. No, I do not like clothes. Sorry. <laughs> I like ex-Mormons who have been <sighs> in a cult for over 30 years, completely brainwashed so that I can expose the world to them. <laughs> you know anybody? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay, so mastermind. Mastermind. So you're saying that you need to take some introspection on it and figure out where you're going to learn best, who you want to be around, who those people are. Like, are they going to add value? Mm -hmm. This may exist. Again, I, mm. I, I don't. My experience. There's a lot out there. My experience is two programs. But Why are you doing that? My experience is two programs, but what I would suggest, even if you're going to do this on your own, is just put in some time and, and some energy into researching who they are, what they bring to the table, where are some of there their- There has to be a vetting on both sides. Yeah, where are some of their constituents from? Like, who are the people that you might be paired with? Understand- Are the, you going to speak the same language? Oh, that's a great point. Understand the pairing process. So the mastermind that I was involved with, I don't know, I'm looking over there. The mastermind that I was involved with, since you just touched on that, was a, was a European-based mastermind group. And I did that specifically because I wanted a different perspective than Americans. But I'm an American businessman in an American economy, and I overthought that too much. I thought I wanted to be around alternative perspectives, which I do, but that's for life, not for business. Mm -hmm. Someday I may go back to that foreign model because I may expand internationally, like we have talked. But, but the whole vetting of that, too, is it ended up they were all new newbie business owners. All new business owners. So not, not that you know everything, but you were not on a level one. You were you had advanced a few stages from that. Yeah, and please hear me say this multiple times because I know several several of them will watch this. I'm not denigrating who no. they are, what they are, what they brought to the table. I was just saying that the value proposition that I was specifically looking for was not inherently available to me by the candidates that were put in that program because of their infancy in entrepreneurial life. Can we also say though that that you made some connections with with some of the people there that have the one in particular 
that was worth it because they've brought value to you in a different way. Oh yeah. Dan Gortner is yeah. brilliant. I mean, I'll, yeah. if Dan lived here in the States or we lived nearby, we, I would probably be friends with him. Mm -hmm. um, he, he was a soul, soul partner kind of, kind of guy. Re the dude is brilliant as you mm -hmm. know, um, and driven and motivated to accomplish things that are good for the planet and other people. Yeah. He doesn't think about himself. He's starting in like an indigenous community in some, I don't know if it's Costa Rica now or Brazil, but, um, so yeah, I met Dan. So n none of it was a failure. Yeah. And walking away from that, the experience of it, knowing now, okay, this is this is what works for me. This is what mm -hmm. I need to look for next mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. That's all a valuable experience too. Yeah. So I realized you just got something different out of it than you thought intentionally you would get going in. Yeah, and I'm not opposed to the mastermind group, but I have a better sense of what I want now. But right now, I've I've shifted a little bit, and I have hired a coach. Yes. So we're not even going to talk about mentors, but you've been looking for a coach for quite a while. Can I say a few things about mm -hmm. your coach before you go into yeah. it? Um, yeah, and it's been about a year and a half that you've been looking for a coach, maybe longer. The idea of it. A decent amount, yeah. Um, you, again, you don't jump into things. You do your research. You're really thoughtful about it. You had one specific person um, that was recommended to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a drink of that, too. It's really lighter. It was full and for some reason. Now it's just empty. I don't know to it. I really don't like LaCroix. I'm just going to say it. Anyways, that you well, went into. That sponsorship. <laughs> you drink enough for the both of us. There goes that sponsorship. <laughs> Careful product placement. Mm, my favorite. There you go. Um, you went into it with some recommendations from other people that were Went into first looking for a coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. That were specifically using one and, and had recommended a certain person to you mm -hmm. now this is not to say that that person wasn't what they needed absolutely but didn't end up being what you needed so you still have to do the vetting process and and what you found as you as you put some time in with this person and had discussions it was very salesy and there's a lot of people and i'm not trying to talk shit about coaches at all there's a lot of coaches that are beneficial add value legitimately what you need and there's other ones that have just jumped on this bandwagon of being a coach and making some money and getting some numbers in and not really not really going to be an inspiring investment for you no well uh, well there's a lot of coaches who just went online and did some certification yeah. course went to a tony robbins you know seminar in las vegas and got inspired and gave them about a coaching mm -hmm. certificate or whatever it is and they're coaching that's fine if you like I, I, whatever i think it's like everything like if you're getting a therapist or a doctor or anything it still needs to be the right fit and a coach does as well it's not you're not guaranteed success unless you find someone that you can really communicate with well it's 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 absolutely right i think um again what's your objective for hiring a coach? Mm -hmm. What do you want out of it? So we're going to talk about that in a second. I just want to talk a little bit about, okay. but, but before you select someone, I'm saying like, yeah, it's an investment that you're making on yourself. So you have to make sure that whatever that personality is that you're going to be hiring to be part of your life for an extended period of time. And I would suspect you have to get rather intimate with this person because you're going to have to be releasing information about your life, things, your, your financial details. Social security number. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> but you, I, I, you, you have to be rather transparent and intimate with, I think, someone who is going to be, you're basically pulling back your curtain of uh -huh. your processes uh -huh. and all of your wizardry. And you're saying, 
please, I'm asking you to come look at all of my innards and tell me how can I either improve upon this, grow upon this, et cetera. That's the whole point. And so you've got to find someone so, who you can connect with. We're going to talk about your objective in a second. Don't, mm -hmm. don't you know, lead me away from that. But when, when is the appropriate time to get a coach too? Like when you're new in business, when you're, you know, you've been in it for a while, when you need a little zap or zest in it, like when, or is it at all those points? I think it's all those points. You, you would have a different type of coach for a different type of reasons, I think. Or does your coach grow with you? perhaps and maybe you outgrow your coach I, I don't know I think that I think that the nuances and the subtleties of your life will dictate the actions that you take as it pertains to that so I'm at a point in my career where I've been doing something for for an extended amount of time and I, I want to grow that as well as a bunch of other priorities that I have and I needed somebody to hold me accountable to be able to be insightful enough with me. And that was far, the far enough outside my jar to read the label, but close enough to hold my hand as needed or poke me and be like, eat your shit, pull up. Is that your specific objectives then? My objectives right now is to hire a coach to reorganize my current situation and then help me plot out my future situations that I want to grow into. So I, I run Fusion, I work, run Sprout with you. I don't think that either one of those companies are where I ultimately want potential. them to be. There's so much potential and I need someone to come out and look at my processes and look at my approach and look at my, all the different things that I'm doing that I potentially could be doing not necessarily better, but fine tune so that I can scale that brand. Okay, we're going to talk about that, but I want to say a couple of things about your coach. So it's been over a year that you've been dealing with this coach before actually making the commitment again. Mm -hmm. The problem with commitment. No, you were researching and you were, you were just fine tuning. She's not but, cheap. It's an investment. Yes. Yeah. But along the way, she's already invested in you. She had already kept contact with you mm -hmm. you'd had several conversations with her already mm -hmm. she reached out to you she's watched some of the things that we've done she's mm -hmm. actually given you insight into mm -hmm. it this is without her being on a retainer or anything she's already you know whether you hire me or not hey i'm going to give you some insight on what i think you should be doing or this is working really great for you i like this this is a waste of time for you mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so I, I met Cynthia over a year ago, and I met her through a LinkedIn, something on LinkedIn. I forget how it was. She reached out to you, and she was very... That's correct. She um, sent me a note, and that's correct. I couldn't remember how it was. She's very proactive. Yeah. And she doesn't bullshit. No. I can't and handle that, bullshit. that seemed already like that's... Well, the first couple of coaches I met with, it was exactly, it was exactly like you talked. It was, they were basically reading off of their pamphlet and going down their checklist asking me these mundane and inauthentic questions. So what kind of bird do you want to be in five years? If you could be an animal right now before the moon, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. I don't have time for that. I want someone who, like you referenced earlier in an intimate conversation, I, I want to go to a place and hang out with people and be around people who are brighter than me, smarter than me, more intelligent than me, have more value to offer to me because 
I want to be inspired and learn. And the only way that we can grow and be inspired is to be exposed to something new. If we're just mm -hmm. looking at the same old shit day after day, we just keep looking at the same old shit day after day. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't hire any of those two coaches because it just, I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like there was a long-term investment that I would be able to provide to them for me because I didn't feel like they were invested in what I was trying to do. They didn't even take the well, time to understand my business. Yeah. And I think if you're not enthusiastic about it in the beginning, how is that? Like before you've even invested in it and you're not excited about it and it's going to be like, Oh, I got to spend how much time and is this going to be worth it? And I've got mm -hmm. a million other things mm -hmm. to do as opposed to thinking this is going to drive me further. Mm -hmm. Now she also has a mentor, doesn't she? she so it own. doesn't matter, you know, like, and we've talked about that before, like the most successful people that we know or that you hear about have either a coach or a mentor as well when they're already achieving, you know, high level of, um, of experiences in, in what they're doing. Absolutely. Well, we live, you know, when the industrial revolution happened and, and there was a change in the economy of scale in, in this country, really the planet, people used to work out of apprenticeships. Like that's, we were tradesmen back in those days, but you know, everybody did an apprenticeship and they learned the, they learned the culture and they learned the techniques and they learned all the habits of somebody who was very successful at that. And then we got away from that. And so, you know, you're only, as we said, you're, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And that goes for your people who are part of your staff, your team, the people that you hang out with as friends, the people that you use to what you read, what, what is it you're inspired by. And if you, and if you don't have someone who's going to add value to your content table, you're never going to grow. So the first time I spoke to Cynthia was just in an offhanded LinkedIn conversation. And we spent 30, 40 minutes on the phone and she was just asking questions about my business and my life and, you know, about you. And she had already taken the time to look up some of my content and was already, so yeah. So she had put in, she had put in the time. I did an Instagram post yesterday. I was like, can't just look good on paper. You've got to put in the time to hone that craft. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just like pick up a camera or say I'm a coach and they're suddenly successful at it. And mm -hmm. it's like, there was no process that led to that. So what are you hoping that you get out of this then? Um, uh, well, it's, it's, I'm going to get out of it what I put into it. Because I, I, I want to, we're going to talk about this as you get into coaching and then, you know, even months and months from now to see it, where your expectations are and how they've lined up uh, and the if they've changed. Scalability with my business. I think um, clarity on some of my objectives and priorities. I think I might have some crossover on what it is I want to accomplish with the business and with some of the, you know, I'm always like chasing rabbits and squirrels. I, I need to, I need to hone that down a bit. Goal setting. I need, some, I need help with goal setting. Yeah. Not like goals as in, no, or tangible goals for the business and personal life as well. So it's, um, I do that exercise on my own in a journaling capacity. Are you, are you fading out? Are you still mm -hmm. with me? Um, anyway, so yeah, that. What has she said that she'd be able to bring to the table for you? What, what is she saying that she can and can't do? Um, she, she has not said that she can or can't do anything. I think her job is to read the room and reflex 
based upon my needs. She's going to take me through some processes that she has vetted through her own coaching principles with other clients. But I spoke to a couple of her current and past mm -hmm. clients mm -hmm. and both of them had significantly different perspectives on their experience with her, which I drew the conclusion that she is what I just said. She is not a one size fits all coach. She's a, she's an adaptive reflexive coach that reads the room for who she's, whom she's working mm -hmm. with and adapts her style to that. I know the one that you, um, the one gentleman that was a little bit more salesy and stuff and you had spoken to your friend about him there was specific hours that you got and then once a quarter you got to meet with a group of other people that he coached with yeah it was like basically buying a big mac i just got a little extra cheese here a little extra sesame yeah. seed which i don't know if i, I, I had like to pay that. for anything of it was yeah. extra yeah so I, when you were talking about that, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Whereas she said specifically, she's available. The, she's yeah. available. I mean, I, I, she has um, connected me with, uh, what's that app that you and I communicate with when we're not together? What's that? No. Oh, Marco, Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uses Marco Polo with her clients. So she set me up with Marco Polo so that if I can't. I love Marco Polo. I know. You so know why? Why? because I can interrupt you right now. <laughs> Sorry, but Marco Polo, you just brain dump on that. You just That's put it exactly. out. Nobody's interrupting you. Nobody's contributing. Nobody's st stopping your train of thought. So you get that out there. It's almost like being in a debate. You get that amount of time before someone stops. Mm -hmm. So she hooked me up with that and encourages me to use Marco Polo. Um, but anyway, I'm rambling on that, but she doesn't have a set schedule. We will meet as needed whenever. We have set up a recurring meeting every other week, every other Wednesday. Um, but because I'm also doing some work on for helping her, we have this joint collaboration in place where we meet every week because I'm actually helping her with social media. Okay, cool. Was I allowed to put that plug in there? I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say that. You can put whatever you want in here. There's only, there's only going to be three people. So anyway, yeah. So the, there's actually more than you think now. So, <laughs> so I, I, I don't, there was a lot there. I, I think the one takeaway that I would encourage anybody if they're going to hire a coach or a mentor or get involved in a mastermind is know that know what it is you want out of it. And don't be afraid to ask in questions and interview those people or that group that you're trying to, to step into, whether it's a coach or a mastermind program, find out what you're going to get yourself into. So you understand it. It's got to fit your personality. Mm -hmm. It has to fit your personality. Cause as you said, like Tony Robbins and all those people who do the crazy ass giant auditoriums with 60,000 screaming lunatics. That's just not my style. I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm not going to sing Kumbaya around a campfire with you. And I've experienced things like that, not like Tony Robbins, but things that when you're in that mass, whether it's a concert or anything else, when you're in that mass of people and that energy of people, and then you leave and you're kind of like deflated, a little bit lost, don't know which direction to go in because it's- Well, you have your work, workbook that you yeah. can fall back on. Yeah. And I don't want a workbook. I, yeah. I need, yeah. I don't work from workbooks. So how many online courses have we purchased? This is just to think about this for a minute. Yeah. How many online courses have you purchased that you were going to get to at some point? Yeah. And you never watch any of them. Yeah. Or you, you finish watching that online course and you're like, I kind of knew that already, or that's something that I could have Googled. There was nothing different about it. So to have something that's specifically catered to yourself and there's a, there's accountability. 
Yeah, back to what you were saying a second ago about the other coach that I had interviewed and and how he was recommended by somebody. And and that just serves that's a, that's a dinner out once a quarter at Longhorn Steakhouse and you gave that up. <sighs> here is the, I mean here to further hammer that point home of the what your relationship is with that person and what you're expecting to get out of it and what they're going to bring to the table and vice versa is you know my friend who recommended him that's his style you know he he doesn't need a lot of accountability or coaching he has a very linear job where he wakes up and kind of does the same things every single day for the most part and that's fine but as you know there is no two hours that are alike in our business. And so I, I needed somebody who could suit that style for me that was fairly evolved in her business and had a lot of experience that I could actually get something from respectfully. Mm-hmm. I think both of us are, are fairly careful with our finances as well, that we want to make sure before we invest in something that we're going to get at least that out of it. And you, you did your research too, and the people that you were speaking to as well, it, it has increased their business and mm-hmm. their, their earnings mm-hmm. and all of that. So, well, if no other reason having somebody other than your partner or your wife or your boyfriend or your lover to constantly wake up in the middle of the night to talk about your ideas or what if we tweaked your, I mean, we do that, but yeah. having a different set of eyes on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like how many times have I said, I need you to read this. I've been staring at this forever and ever. And that, business coach becomes your accountability partner for growth for Mm -hmm. for evolving your own person i think so should i get one i think you need to ask yourself what do you want out of this and if you've got a bunch of stuff stewing around in your mind that you don't personally know how to organize or if you're looking for a fresh perspective on your life so that and you feel like you can be vulnerable enough and transparent enough to pull back your curtain I don't think it could hurt, honestly, having a fresh perspective of somebody who's not in your, your homogenous circle. It's got to be fresh. Like, I can't give you a fresh set of eyes on a lot of your stuff because I see you every day. Mm-hmm. But How decisive do you need to be as to what you want to do and where you want to go, do you think? Because I know personally, not, I'm not making it about myself, but I know personally, there's there's you know, I think we all come to crossroads and there's a few things with, with both of our businesses right now that I'll, I'm thinking I could do this or I could do that. Both of them could be really interesting. What's, what's the, where do I invest my time or my money? I think you follow what seems the most appealing to you. What seems the most appealing to you that when you wake up tomorrow morning and every other morning after that, until you've grown tired of it. Having a small resort in Costa Rica and just hanging out in nature. No, absolutely. (laughs) And a great coffee shop. Uh, You know, that's my, that's where I'm going with all this. We've talked about this. So how do you get there? I think having somebody help guide you through the process, working with a good, I mean, you and I, we work together. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, I adore working with you. We're really good at it, but whatever Cynthia is helping me with will cascade into you vice versa. Totally piggybacking on it. Whatever. So, but if you were to hire somebody, I'm just saying theoretically, if you did, that could only serve to help me. Mm-hmm. So um, assuming that symbiosis worked, right? So yeah, I think, um, I don't think you ever know. I don't think there's a wrong decision, to be honest with you. I don't think there's a wrong decision. So we've had other business coaches on our podcast. One, one dealt specifically with larger corporate groups of people. We're talking and, about Ben? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think specifically, I, I think 
there's probably not a right or a wrong time to do it. Like you said, you just need to be committed to it. But I think at some point you need to realize no matter what the size of your business is, in order to, to get, get ahead, you need more people helping you to get ahead. You need quality people helping you to get ahead. Mm-hmm. That your expectations need to change on what you actually are able to do and, and people that can help you to do that because you don't need to be able to do it all. I, I, I would like to add to that that you need to, you need to hire people that you respect, mm-hmm. that respect your business and what you're doing and have, are drinking your Kool-Aid. And I don't think that you should treat everyone like employees, if they, even though they work for you. I think that they should feel like they're a partner in what you're building. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there is a hierarchy to some extent because you know, you're paying their bill, their salary. But if there's a way to make people feel like they're part of that mm-hmm. brand that you're building together as opposed to you just work. I was just reading a story yesterday or this morning to you. Jeff Bezos in the – and I don't know anything about Jeff. He's obviously brilliant for what he started and makes a bazillion dollars a year, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But he's always in trouble for something with his, he's always being accused of something. He's always being accused of not treating his employees well and making them work an inordinate amount of hours and paying them shit. And like, I don't even know all the story. I don't even know if this is all of it, how much of that is fact, but the story in the Atlantic was that he, um, it, it was, it was how the rich are getting richer through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And he make, he makes $73 billion in a day something crazy like that 70 i think that was the number from just amazon transactions and his other businesses and but he has all has like a massive turnover rate with his employees people don't stay with the company so either they're not getting paid enough or there's reasons why people leave companies right so anyway i'm going off on a tangent but how do you find that it's not just people who are you're looking up to it's people who are part of your team it's like everybody has to be Mm-hmm. and a cohesion mm-hmm. and the right people bring the right energy mm-hmm. and we've gotten blessed with that oh my gosh yes and we we just had sorry we're we are getting off on a tangent we just had someone that we we were excited about hiring because you know we would take something else off our plate and then we found out within a week or so into it that that she just wasn't able to or wasn't we don't even know what the maybe she didn't like us um but I would rather find out at the beginning too. Yeah, you know, like, don't waste two weeks of my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so back to coaching. Mm-hmm. Would you do a mentor? Would I be a mentor? Would you have a mentor? Um, I would if I knew that they added value. Okay. I mean, in a way, I I don't know what's. I don't. What I don't, do you feel like you need to work on personally? Yeah. Personally or professionally? both personally patience um patience reactions i still i get triggered by stuff the same professionally um yeah you could probably say that ego gets in the way of all of those but professionally, I need to be better organized. I need better financial um, accountability in terms of my bookkeeping and that sort of stuff. I don't pay as much of attention to that as I should. Mm-hmm. So probably that. Ego's a hard thing. Ego's a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I think I've had two years of trying to work on my ego. 
and try to take it out uh, of the equation and realize that you know it's it's people have their own lives they're living they're not necessarily nobody gives a fuck about yeah. you sorry yeah i mean they give a fuck about you to the point that it affects them yeah yeah i'm not and saying once, that once, no, we're guilty of that as well that once you understand that it's it some of the things that you're discussing or getting upset about or in another day they're not going to make any difference really at that moment it seems like a big deal but well i've learned a lot of that from you not not the ego part just to do not give so many fucks about stuff care less that sounds terrible it sounds horrible it does okay so coaching uh-huh. back to that uh-huh. Tell me where you think you're going to be in two months with this coaching. And then we're going to follow up with that. I think I'd like to have a blueprint of, of some goals and objectives for the next 12 months. Um, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing till I'm 80, honestly. Like, I love taking photographs, but I want to be in the Serengeti taking photographs mm-hmm. of that, that lion and whatever else going on. I don't want to be having to work a 14-hour wedding and, you know, deal with a bunch of, bunch of drunk people bouncing around for the rest of my life i'm sorry that that's just that's not you just want some more financial freedom i want some clarity and i want to accomplish some some of my goals so you want to be able to streamline the amount of time that you're working to get you further or scale it so that i have an an agency of people working together that Mm -hmm. can handle one element of the business while i can go go off and focus on something else i i i I have so many things i want to accomplish Mm And I'm running out of time. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else you want to add? I've only been living for five years. I've been living for more than that, but it's the last few years that have really kickstarted things. I've only been living for five years. I was in line for, for the rest of that time, 39. Just walking in line. Going. Okay, well, I got high hopes for your coach. She better pull up and then. I know. Cool. This was fun. Thanks okay. for doing this. Yeah. Any other topics you want to touch on next time? A lot. Hmm. Okay. I like how you kind of lead it and just guide it. You're good at that. How you like your headsets? We have to do a shout out. I love my headsets. Okay, oh my so. God. I know it looks gimpy and, and It does not look weird. gimpy. Can you do your breaker breaker thing? We're basically, these are helicopter headphones, and right now we're flying over Wahoo, and we have a live volcano beneath us at our 6 o'clock. Sweetwater. Fantastic. Sweetwater.com, like sweet sugar, sweetwater.com. Ask for Ashton. That's my boy. So patient with us. So helpful. It's not like we invested a lot of money, but we were going through different things, and he was understanding what we needed. And if this wasn't comfortable for you, gave us something else to try and we did try this is our third uh-huh. this is our third podcasting um digital audio. i think these are keepers these are keepers they're a little tight on the ears but your, your I head's can, large though. but i can hear you really well <laughs> that's the size of that head <laughs> that's, that's a lot of it's a gargantuan planet and the speaker whatever all right they sound perfect sweetwater.com <laughs> headphones these are by audio technica is that right it's the two-in-one headphone earpiece, and we're not getting paid to say that. I emphatically. We're not getting paid for anything right now. We're getting paid by Lacroix, or we were.
getting paid by LaCroix. Until sweetness over here, just fuck that sponsorship up. Okay, till next time. I still love you, LaCroix. I drink you all day long. We're good. Mm-hmm. Sayonara. Mm-hmm. Do we need to have some like special send-off that we do? No? Mm-hmm.